Mystical American Patriot Society. Smokestacks Midweek Transmission. Good morning, everybody. Hope you're having a good week. It's Smokestack here. Uh, this is another installment of our occasional segment, the Midweek Transmission, which is where I uh, bring you a little bit of content or conversation that didn't quite make it into the Monday show. So this week, uh, I want to talk a little bit about, um, as a continuation of previous discussions, some things about dating and meeting women. This is mainly for our younger audience. Mainly directed at the guys. So today, uh, we're going to consider the rooster as uh, sort of a model of behavior and how to carry yourself in social situations and in your interactions with women. So when I go out to do anything with my chickens, uh, Mike the rooster is always the first one to hop up and scope me out while the hens keep napping or pecking at bugs or doing whatever. When I round them up from the yard, which they hate, Mike is always between me and the hens if he can manage it, and he will break off in another direction trying to get me to follow him away from the hens. He's always the most engaged with whatever the situation is. He's alert. Now, in a social situation, you'll often see everybody on their phones these days. Um, and even if the ladies around are fiddling with their phones, or scrolling Instagram. Don't be. You need to be alert. This is not, however, uh, a ta tactical Timmy sheepdog thing. Although uh, being oblivious to potential danger is definitely a bad way to be. However, if you are scanning the room and eyeballing everyone's hands and waistline, you're going to look like a weirdo. This is more about engaging with the people around you in a friendly and outgoing way that demonstrates some confidence. Make eye contact with people around you in a social setting. Smile and greet them. Because I have seen you dudes out there. Uh, when a pretty girl walks into the scene, uh, you'll start messing with your phone as a defense mechanism because you don't know what to do. Um, and really, I mean, besides just sort of being a defense mechanism, it is sort of rude uh, when some, when any new person walks into a social situation uh, and you just whip out your phone and basically send the message that I have no interest in talking to you. But additionally, what that does, besides making you look rude, is it turns you into something like a piece of furniture uh, rather than a sentient human being. So instead of going to the phone as a habit uh, when you feel nervous or you don't know what to do, Practice making eye contact with people, uh, smiling, greeting them like a like a normal sentient human being that wants to interact with other people in a humane way. Uh, and this will, in turn, uh, give rise for you uh, opportunities to meet new people. Um, but distracting yourself with technology is is just a bad move, and it's not going to help you in a social situation. Uh, to meet or to look attractive in any way to a female. You do not look cool. You don't look like James Dean. 
uh, smoking your cigarette. Um, next point is look good. Uh, roosters are usually awesome looking creatures. They're more colorful. They have this nice, tall, upright posture and longer, beautiful feathers. It, they're really a sight to behold often. Um, now I personally have never been much of a dresser or a groomer. I admit this. I'm a little bit of a hypocrite on this point. Um, I suppose I always worked around it, but it has been encouraging to me for me to see a lot of guys in their twenties now, a lot more than when I was coming up care, seem to care about their, uh, sense of style and their way they're dressed and the way they're groomed and really just putting a good, a good face out there to the world. So good job, fellas. Keep it up. Uh, another thing you'll see a rooster often doing is, is catching critters to give to the hens like frogs, which is interesting because women are hungry all the time, especially young ones. Cause they all have weird relationship with food. That's just kind of the way it is. Uh, and they're hungry. And if you can find a way to offer a girl some food, it's probably going to be well received to make you look cool. Um, also, traditional manners and etiquette can really be a useful guide in this case and in all cases in dealing with anybody, but especially with females that you want to get to know. So if you're on the way to class or work and you stop and buy a pastry, uh, you know, buy one for the cutie you want to talk to. It's polite to offer some food to your company if you're going to have something. And it's not hard to get yourself into a situation to be polite in that way. Uh, and so when you pull out your snack, you just have another one and you offer it to her. I mean, that's cool. Even if she doesn't accept it, that is really a nice thing to do. It makes you look good. Uh, also regarding food, you should know how to cook a couple of meals. And I'm talking main dish, side, maybe even a dessert, a full meal, and know how to do it from memory uh, and be able – something that you can um, – that you can prepare and serve on short notice uh, because opportunities will come up where say you're working on a, a, a project together. Okay. If you say, Hey, y'all come to my place and I'll cook dinner instead of let me order, you know, Uber eats and get some fast food. Uh, you're going to look like a complete stud. If you do that, it's a great skill to have. It shows competency that you're, that you care for the people around you uh, that you you have some skills in providing. I mean, it's not about being a good cook. It's about it's about competency and taking care of the people around you. So don't think you have to be Emerald Lagasse or something here. One or two dishes. That's all you need. Uh, the other thing, and this is sort of a prickly thing to discuss, I will say, is that um, well, let me back up. One of the important duties of any good rooster is to break up hen fights, okay? Uh, when my hens start fighting uh, and beyond, you know, normal sort of pecking order challenges, but if they really start getting at each other, Mike the rooster will run in and break them up. And it's kind of funny to watch because he grabs them by the feathers on their neck and basically yanks them away from each other. And he does a great job at this. And this is... Uh, an important rooster skill that maybe we can learn something from. Anytime you have a group of guys uh, organized and working toward goals, 
you're going to gather around you a coterie of girls. It just happens naturally. It's one of the great things about having a tight group of dudes that you work with and accomplish things with. Um, when I was in college, I was an officer in fraternity, and we had uh, sort of an unofficial little sisters organization, and they wanted to make themselves a little bit more official. And these were just, you know, the cool girls that hung out with us and came to our events and sometimes dated some of the guys and were just generally around. They were all great. And they said, hey, you know, other fraternities have little sisters organizations. We're going to start one and, and do nice things for you guys. And we said, oh, that's great. Go for it. And so we were hoping that they would just sort of self-organize, which was admittedly stupid on our part. But as they started to formally organize and try to accomplish things, the group quickly devolved into uh, fighting, uh, trying to establish sort of a pecking order. Whose idea are we going to use? People were getting offended. Girls were hurting each other's feelings and stuff. And it became such a problem that and, – and none of these girls were like bad people. They were all great. That's the thing. The important thing to understand here, that these were these are good girls we're talking about here. Uh, but it, it was becoming a problem, and a few of the girls appealed to the uh, some of the officers of the fraternity and said, "Hey, can you help us out?" And we and I ended up being the guy who was tasked with being the fraternity liaison to the little sisters organization. So I went in there, went to their meeting, and a lot of that first meeting was just helping them uh, work out their differences, come to some agreements. Um, uh, smooth things over among them because there had been a little bit of fighting. Uh, and that is not uncommon. Okay. And groups of women will, will do this. They will, they will fight with each other. They will hurt each other's feelings much more frequently than groups of men will. Um, I don't know why this is, but it's just the reality. And I think most honest women will agree with me in this point. So if you're going to be, uh, a, a competent, helpful, um, good leader of a dude, one thing you can do is when you have the position to do so uh, is to help break up these fights, uh, to help smooth things over, to help the girls get along. Um, that is a good and kind thing for you to do for them. You, you, you do them a favor in this way. And only, a, and, and really if you do even a half decent job of it, uh, only a feminist hag will not appreciate you doing this for them. Uh, and it really, when I did this in the fraternity, it really worked out well for me socially. Um, and it was just appreciated to have a guy in there to help smooth things over. Um, this is not, I'm not, I'm not knocking women here. This is just the way it works. And this is something that you can do. This is a leadership and a service that you can do for the women around you uh, that will also make you look good and make you more appealing as a, a man to the girls. Uh, and so, fifthly, we will, um, this one's, this one's tricky to discuss too. Uh, but we're going to call this hen pecking. So a lot of times, um, hens will try to knock a rooster down, try to knock him off his position of authority. And sometimes they're succeeded and you'll have a hen pecked rooster. Uh, I know somebody that has a hen pecked rooster and all the hens, uh, beat him up 
and he he cannot he's unable to sort of fulfill his role in the flock. Okay, um, and women will test you, especially in the early stages of a relationship. Uh, often, they will see how much grief you are willing to put up with, or even before you're in a relationship. I I had a, a girl I was chasing for a while, and um, you know it was one of those mixed signals sort of situations. Uh, but she would call me up and ask me to come over to her apartment because she was afraid some, you know, some dude was going to get her some weird story. And, but you know, the relationship would never go anywhere. And after a few times of this, I realized she's just, she's, she's just sort of seeing how many times I'll show up or what I'll put up with. And it was a very weird thing for me to realize what was going on. It was very educational for me. And and not all women do this, but you you probably will encounter it in relationships where um, maybe she'll be rude to you in certain ways, uh, like showing up really late for a date, like 20 minutes late, 30 minutes late. And she's waiting to see if you're going to call her on it. Um, and if you don't call her on it, you're sort of failing to provide a sort of leadership regarding how you two are going to treat each other. And so it's very important if, if your girl does something that in other situations would generally be thought of as inconsiderate of you, say making you late for something is a common one. It's important that you calmly, uh, but confidently address that problem. And say something like, look, I don't appreciate you being really late. Um, I don't think that's a way to treat anybody. I think you owe me an apology. And see how she responds to that. And you don't do it in a, in a, a pissy way. You know, you don't act all mad about it. But you address it as something like, hey, if we're going to be in a relationship, I'm not going to treat you this way. And I don't want you to treat me this way. I I deserve the decency with which you would treat a business associate or another friend. Um, and so that's the way we're going to treat each other if we're going to continue that relationship. And if she doesn't respond well to that, if she doesn't just, I mean, just if she apologizes, she says, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just got tied up on this, but I did, I did, I was really late and I didn't say anything. I'm, I'm sorry. That's sufficient. Let it go. Have a great time. Don't mention it again. Don't hold it against her. Give her give her the opportunity. Give her the leadership and the opportunity to, to, to fix it. And if she fixes it, she responds, well, that is a big green light. Like that's that's a well-adjusted girl you got there that can respond well to that. However, if she gets all bent out of shape, she gives you a bunch of attitude about you calling her on being late and pouts or pitches a fit, eh, Call that a red flag. Maybe this isn't the kind of girl you want to be dating. So that is uh, observations on relationships uh, with regard to the rooster. I, I hope you all enjoyed. But before we close out, there is uh, another issue I'd like to talk about. And this is sort of a COVID retrospective sort of topic. Um, most of you guys that have been listening to the show for a long time know that uh, concepts of of community 
and um, culture building are very important to me, and I see them as central to um, preserving and building up the kind of society that um, that human beings deserve in the West. And it's also those things are what the technocracy are trying to tear down with their attacks of propaganda and nonsense uh, in order to replace community uh, with community and culture, replace those things with um, with consumerism and uh, dependence upon the state or on giant corporations or connectedness to the internet rather than connectedness to actual humans. And so community is a really important thing. And over the whole COVID nightmare of the past year and a half, um, communities have been divided. And it seems to me after the fact that most of the COVID propaganda was purpose built to tear communities apart. Now, you all know that my my position on this is that COVID was mostly fake and overblown. Um, there probably is some sort of a real pathogen, but um, what did all the damage was propaganda, uh, fear, uh, lying, conspiracy, and so forth. And the the main uh, one of the main effects of all of those things was to tear apart communities uh, by dicing people up among these very passionately held and irresolvable positions and differences over uh, what is COVID and what should be done about it. And a lot of people, uh, frankly, took the easy way out. They retreated to their corner, uh, and they only associated with people that agreed with them and said, well, screw you guys to everybody else. And that tore a lot of communities apart. And when you have a community and something new like this comes up uh, that we haven't faced before, not everybody's going to be on the same side of it. And uh, a lot of people, people that I both fought with and fought beside, uh, were trying honorably to hold their communities together, whether or not they agreed with each other um, on, on COVID. And I can think of people that I respect dearly that were completely opposed to me in every opinion that I had about COVID and what to do about it, but were fighting honorably for the sake of holding the community together. And that was their first goal. And it was a hard year for people trying to do that job. And they suffered a lot. And they lost a lot. And I don't want, now that the COVID issue is evaporating from the headlines and it's going to be replaced with whatever stupid thing comes next. I don't want it to be unsaid that people fighting uh, for their communities did a good thing and they suffered, uh, but they suffered for a noble cause and they probably did a lot of good in many cases. And um, I think that they deserve some recognition, and some honor for the way they conducted themselves. And so if that's you, good job. Way to fight for what's important, um, even if you disagreed with me about the particulars. And with that, uh, I'm going to wrap it up. 
Hope you guys have a great week. We'll talk to you on Monday. Hydrodynamics, astrophysics, weather control, atomic energy, computer technology, and theory of automata. Game theory. Rings of operators. Lattice theory. Shock waves. Hydrodynamics. Astrophysics. Weather control. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. Atomic energy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. Computer technology. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. Theory of automata. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy.